It's no surprise that this is a big week for the country. Like so many students right now, you are probably watching and hearing adults talk about who they will want as our country's leadership. But the thing that gets me the most excited is that one day and someday people all across this country will be deciding if maybe you will lead our country. Some of you will become elected officials. Others will become presidents of colleges or universities or human rights activists or entrepreneurs opening local businesses like restaurants, barbershops, fitness centers. And for many of you to achieve your career dreams, you may need to continue your education beyond high school, whether that's at a large public university or a small private liberal arts college across the country or maybe even a community college that's right close to home. And as a heads up, choosing a college that is the best fit for you financially, socially, and academically is not a piece of cake. I wish it were, <laughs> but it's not. Because we have more than 3,800 colleges in the US and not all of them are right for you. Some of them have the best graduating rates and some of them do not. Others do not provide enough financial aid. Some may not be the kind of places where most students choose to return after the first year. Or there are tons of colleges that just simply do not have the type of campus culture and resources that would work best for your personality and your career plans. So if you're planning to wait until the end of the year to start sorting through those 3,800 plus colleges, and we need to talk. <laughs> and here's why. Finding the best college where you will thrive takes time, research, patience, and of course, essays. Plus, don't forget that you also need to make time to take virtual campus tours, given that many college campuses are not hosting in-person campus tours, and be bold about reaching out to current college students on social media to get the real scoop about the colleges on your list. You also need to get an estimate on whether your chosen colleges will likely be affordable by using the FAFSA estimator and the net price calculator. Another red flag is thinking that it's okay for you and your boo, <laughs> you're a boo thing, you're a babe, you're a homie, you're a bro, you're a homegirl, should only apply to the same colleges. Because the college going process is really the time to focus on you. I want you to focus on who you are, what you want, where you're going, and how you are going to get there. Because the first thing to think about when you're choosing a college is not where does my boo want to go? Where does my babe want to go? Where's, where's my homie, my homegirl wants to go? But where do I want to go? I want you to think about your values, your gifts, your strengths, because a big part of knowing yourself is knowing maybe what you want to learn and what you want to study. I'm encouraging you for sure to get some advice from family and friends and teachers and counselors. But the main point is you should choose colleges that feel right for you based on a close consideration of your interests, your goals and your knees. Is that cool? All right, so next I wanna talk about the different types of colleges. So as we talk through these, I want you to just keep in mind that each of 
the types of colleges that we're going to go over essentially are preparing you for a range of careers. They have different uh, cost amounts, and they offer a variety of degrees and certificates. Let's first start at um, vocational and uh, career colleges. Let's let's take a take a stop there. Um, and just kind of focus on what these are really all about. Essentially, when you think about a vocational or a career college, think of these as um, institutions that offers specialized training in a particular industry or career. And I want you to consider these post-secondary options as typically offering certificates or associate programs for individuals who are interested in jobs like computer programming or dental system. And if you choose to enroll in a vocational or a career college, there's a chance that your classes will take place in the evenings and over the weekends. Next, let's talk about community colleges. Now, you probably have already heard about community colleges, and if you have not, definitely make sure that you check out some of my earlier podcast episodes and uh, just kind of dig through them and you'll you'll come across conversations where you know, we talk about Uh, the importance of considering a community college. But community colleges essentially offer two-year associate degrees that prepare you, in many cases, to transfer to a four-year college or university where you can earn a bachelor's degree. But the reason why many people that I know have chosen a community college is that they are often an affordable option with relatively low tuition And they also offer associate degrees and certificates that focus on preparing you for a particular career, like becoming, let's say, an airplane technician or a restaurant manager or an accountant. And the third option is to to look at our four-year colleges, which offer programs that lead to a bachelor's degree. And these include universities and liberal arts colleges. But I want you to keep in mind that universities are typically larger than colleges and universities typically offer more majors and degree options than, say, colleges like, for example, universities may in in many cases offer bachelor's and master's and doctoral programs. So if you're interested and becoming, let's say, an engineer or a pharmacist or an educator, then you may um, look to attend a four-year college or a university, which might be a better fit for you. Again, which one of these you choose is based on what's best for you, not because someone tells you or even treats you like you're not smart enough because you have chosen a career school or a community college and not a four-year college or university because I am sick of it. I am sick of people trying to tell you that just because you don't go to a four-year college that you're not smart enough or just because you don't have a 4.0 or perfect SAT or ACT or an elemental P score that you are not smart enough because guess what? you already have permission to not be perfect. Do your best, yes. Work hard, yes. Be perfect, no. And besides, you're more than your test scores. Test scores, GPAs can tell us some things about where we can improve, but they will not tell you everything because 
There are so many other ways of being smart that a test score can't measure. You are valuable and don't let anyone or anything tell you otherwise. By the way, did you know that Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. got a C in public speaking? But that didn't stop him from giving the I Have a Dream speech. And did you know that the University of Southern California reportedly rejected Steven Spielberg from attending three times? Did you know that Walt Disney was fired by a newspaper editor because, quote unquote, he lacked imagination and had no good ideas? Katy Perry sold only 200 copies of her first album. And if you are a Beyonce fan, Beyonce's younger group lost one of their first major competition, Star Search. And when the history books are written in the future, they will include many of your names. Many of you will start peace centers, discover new medical cures, or build new educational institutions. And we will be telling people, can you believe so-and-so got a D in math and now he's the CEO of a highly successful organization? And can you believe that so-and-so didn't get into her first choice college, but now she is a college president. So I want you to hold your head up and keep believing in yourself, even when it feels like no one else does, based on the decisions that you may make around the kind of college or post-secondary option you choose. The last thing I want to say is that you want a range of schools to choose from. So just keep in mind that applying for and applying to too many colleges is not the best strategy, even though I know some of you and many of you may be using the common application. Not only is too many colleges on your list time consuming when it comes to writing those essays, but let's just be honest, students don't have enough time to properly research tons of schools to determine which ones are the best fit. And again, keep in mind that many colleges are concerned about their yield, which is basically the percentage of admitted students who enroll. So college really want a high yield. So they want to admit students who they believe will actually attend. If you are applying to, let's say, 20 colleges, do you really know that much about them? Could you realistically convey why you want to go there and what you could contribute to campus. And even if you do apply to 20 colleges and get into all of those colleges, will you really know the difference between them? Chances are when a student is juggling too many different acceptances, they're really not that informed on why they wanted to go there in the first place. And so casting too wide of a net can lead to too many options with little insight into many of them. Now, on the other hand, you should not apply to too few colleges. Applying to way too many colleges can leave you overwhelmed with sorting through them. And at the same time, applying to too few colleges can leave you without many options at all. You know, I've known students who only wanted to complete one college application because they felt 
and they fell in love with that one school. And they only wanted to complete one college application without considering whether or not they really had a chance at getting in. And if you try this approach of not applying to an adequate number of colleges, just know that this is one of the best ways to end up empty handed once admissions decisions are handed out. But I get it. I understand that it can be easy to get blindsided by focusing on that one dream college. And if you do, in the end, you are probably going to come up short if you don't consider some other schools that are just as great for you. So I know you're wondering, okay, Quentin, so what's the right number of colleges to apply to? The short answer is between seven to 10. For many students, seven to 10 colleges, hmm, okay, so that would be a manageable amount because it allows you to easily spread out your application timeline without feeling overwhelmed or bogged down with the research and writing multiple essays. And you want to have a mixture of safeties and good matches and reaches. And just give me a quick second, let me explain what those are. So safety schools are colleges that you feel you have an excellent chance of getting into because your academic record far exceeds the college's requirements. And you want to make sure you apply to at least two or three safety schools. The next category, good matches, are colleges where your academic record matches the college's requirements. And so you feel that you have a good chance of getting into these. And you want to have at least three to four good matches on your list. And finally, you want to have three to four reach schools which are colleges where the college requirements exceed your academic record. And these are schools that would be more of a challenge to get into. So getting into these types of reach schools are not a sure th- is not a sure thing, but it's realistic enough to have you at least, you know, put in the effort to apply. So that's all for this week. I want you to go ahead and get started on those college applications. And if you have additional questions or have some ideas to share, comment on this episode or drop me an email at quentin at scholarnavigator.org. Until next week, go enjoy the first week of November. Be well, and we'll be back together next week. Peace.